Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Morning. You're listening to the <laughs> Yarrabug Radio Show here on 3CR. Many thanks to Amy Goodman for Democracy Now. Good to go back to the 50s, relive the making of. Did you hear that bit? Supple of the couple of the writers who wrote. Um, Al, I'm not Alice in Wonderland. Um, the Wizard of Oz were eventually called up before the anti-American committee. Anyway, I should move on. Many thanks to Democracy Now. You're listening to the 3CR radio, Yarrabug radio show. I'm joined on the, joined with me on the tandem this morning. Good morning, Faith. Welcome back. Good morning, Val. Save me from this hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, jo- and joining us on the tandem, Tice. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Faith. Um, I got a bit too involved in that um, story, actually. It's quite an interesting story. We've got a big show coming up. The normal news um, from around the traps in Melbourne here and a little bit of what's going on internationally and a look at how do you actually get out of the car and get onto a bike as painless as possible. (laughs) (laughs) There's always hard rubbish, of course, but anyway. (laughs) And Faith, a bike moment. A bike moment. Um, well, I, my moment is this morning on the way to the studio. I, uh, I had a little flashback to uh, Amsterdam because the, the, it was that heavy grey drizzle that uh, you think, oh, it's just a bit of drizzle, I won't get too wet, but it somehow ends up being quite saturating. <laughs> the soft, gentle rain. Oh. <laughs> and no wind. No wind, yeah. Ty, I presume you've got, I hope you've got something to share with us. Yeah, um, this is actually from yesterday. I was riding around with a um, photographer friend. We're going to do a bit of a um, photo shoot later in the week. Um, There was more than a drizzle at times yesterday, but um, he got on an e-bike for the first time, and he was absolutely stunned. He's like, I never thought it was this easy, so Mm -hmm. it's great. That first taste of the Kool-Aid must be good to watch as it happens. (laughs) Um, to um, long-time listeners to this program uh, would uh, know that um, Paul Farron, one of the great contributors to the bicycle world in a lot of different ways here in Melbourne, died about a month ago, but last Thursday at the Royal Botanical Gardens um, they had a wonderful celebration, I would call it, a memorial to Paul's life from all 
different things. And it was interesting walking around there. I think everybody who rode to the um, botanical gardens must have ridden on their oldest bike from the collection. So there were bikes there that um, obviously wouldn't stand a really hard ride, but it was really quite interesting, the collection of little bikes, big bikes, old bikes. And these are not the collection ones, although there was a great... Um, examples from the collection these are all the people who just rode their nicest oldest bike a testament to the work is done with the vintage cycling club over the years and in melbourne tweed ride and inspiring so many people to uh enjoy no older bikes as well as modern transportation exactly <laughs> and i mean really their contra- paul and charlie's contribution to cycling life in um Melbourne has been really quite phenomenal. And it was one of those occasions where then Charlie said at one stage they were going to give dots, coloured dots to people as they came in, whether you're from the cycling part of Paul's life, the musical part of Paul's life, <laughs> the dental side of Paul's <laughs> life, or the collection side of, pe- of the life. There were just so many different, different facets. A couple of stories or a couple of observations I'll make just off the pat. It was really interesting, and I don't, I'm don't. i not surprised by it, how many people Paul Farron mentored through different aspects of their life. I mean, there was great video clips from his three sisters who all grew up under him. There were people who were an orthodontist in Perth at one stage, and actually all of them mentioned one moment or at a time with Paul that actually made their life better or made them G up a bit and keep going and stuff like that. It was really quite fascinating. And from the old to the young, from every generation and gender, from people who had cars and hunting down spare parts. The other story I must tell from it is somebody who knows their way around Melbourne bike trails a fair bit from the early days was... Astounded and surprised, I don't think he should have been surprised when on an early Sunday morning, halfway up the Yarra Trail, there was Charlie with a shovel filling in potholes on the Yarra Trail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And look, it was just a wonderful thing. And one of the other beautiful things about it, Charlie spoke last after about five or six speakers, and you really have to admire the courage of that woman who just held it together right till the last minute, but then forced everybody to start clapping to a good old soul soul record that Paul had played on, and instantly 25, 30 people were up clapping and dancing and smiling. It was really quite breathtaking. And I have seen a um, a video recording of much of the memorial service, so we'll find that and put the link into the podcast so that if you can uh, take part. Yeah, and if you want to have a, I'm sure Chris is on the Yarrabug website, um, Charlie and uh, Paul's interview with Faith and I from about 2013, 2014 is up on the web, so have a listen to that. Um, And just one thing which we'll touch on and try and fix up in the thing is, I think Charlie's trying to get a lot of people together for a Friends of the Farron collection. We'll track it down. I'm not sure whether it's on Facebook or not. And the other thing that was the little note onside the bereavement card was from Paul. Life, love, laugh and ride on. <laughs>
news, dear listener. It's that time of year. We once again are selling two delicious wines generously donated by local winemaking star and 3CR supporter Luke Lambert. At $17.50, these wines are a super bargain, labelled especially for us, and they're even cheaper by the dozen or half dozen. Perfect as a gift or to fill a raised glass to toast 3CR at those summer festivities. Give us a call on 94198377 to order, or you can go to 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Wines are available for collection from 3CR up until December 22. Ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from them. And welcome back. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show live on 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne. Today's studio guest, as uh, Val mentioned earlier, is Tice van der Heide from Australian. And he's going to be talking about e-bike salary packaging and uh, ways you can find yourself on wheels uh, with some help from your employer. Uh, I guess the first question, let's lay it out from the start for most people. What is e-bike salary packaging? Um, well, thanks for having me here in the first place. I didn't get to that initially. Um, uh, e-bike salary packaging is basically using your pre-tax dollars to pay for your commute, pay for your bike ride um, when you get an e-bike. And, and that's so something lots of people do with cars. Yeah, so it's very, it's very common with cars. Um, you can lease a car and, and, and pay for that out of your, uh, your pre-tax salary and have your employer basically sponsor you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been able to extend that basically to something that's more beneficial for society as a whole, which is e-bikes. Um, and, and I guess for... It, it makes it much more accessible for people because e-bikes are one of those things where they are more expensive than your average bike. And for, you know, there's people who, who see the investment because they can see they'll get a lot of use out of it and that. There are others who might be interested, but that investment is a bit of a, a roadblock for them. Exactly. So we find um, a lot of the people that we speak to, they may not be happy with their current commute. It's like, okay, they're driving and sort of over that or public transport, unreliable. I just want, don't want to do it anymore, but... What is the alternative? And if I'm going to get on a bike, get on an e-bike, if I'm going to buy one and it turns out that I don't actually like it that much, maybe it's not for me, then I've spent thousands of dollars on a bike that I'm not going to use. And so that initial hurdle is one of the biggest ones that we we come across and we try to help with that. Would it be fair to to say you're looking for people that actually want to either downsize from having one car or downsize from having two cars? to make their commute a lot more efficient, is that? Yeah, that's that's definitely a big part of it. And so that's what we find also with um, um, families with young kids, for example, that are looking at, okay, how can we get the kids to and from school mm-hmm. or daycare um, where a cargo bike might work and a cargo bike sort of has a little um, little place of seats for, for your kids where you can um, carry them around um, very easily and safely. Um, but a cargo bike in particular, because it's going to be heavier and you're carrying additional weight, um, having that paddle assist, that electrical support on an e-bike really yeah. makes it a great deal. Um, and then it really becomes a, a second car replacement um, for sort of inner city transport. So, yes, exactly. That's, that's a great tool. 
what there seems I mean we've had um we're watching electric electric bikes around Melbourne for what I reckon about twelve years now. Yeah. Well, probably ten years when they've they've really started to get serious. I think there's been some ups and there's been some downs on them. What do you think would be the? I don't think it's kicked over into popular use yet. What do you think it needs to kick it over more? Obviously, the price of petrol doesn't make any difference. Well, it would probably if, you, <laughs> if, if, if it would be at three dollars a litre, then probably you know, more people would start think about alternatives. But no, I don't think that's going to be the main. The main thing, I guess is a lot of it is familiarity um even though you know we've obviously seen e-bikes for a long time but um in the community at large they're still largely unknown and the main thing about that is also the potential for them is largely unknown and that's actually something that i um even myself experienced last year when we when we launched and when i got my own um e-bike and i started riding it at some point it was like the middle of summer I was heading out for dinner at a friend's place who lives up in Baldwin North. It's like 15 kilometers from the city, sort of up and down. <laughs> he lives on the top of the hill. It was yeah. 30 plus degrees. I would have never ridden my normal bike there and be able to get there without yeah. being looking completely wasted. Yeah. Um, on my e-bike, I didn't even think twice. Yeah. And so that was the thing to me. That was one of those moments to me where I said, okay, even though I'm an experienced bike rider, I'm relatively fit. I've been riding everywhere, at least so I thought. This was one of those trips where I thought, okay, without an e-bike, this would not have been feasible. No. But with an e-bike, it suddenly becomes a completely feasible trip. Yeah. And and so, in a sense, you are really targeting a, someone who, I mean, in Australia, traditionally, our commuters even come from the sportier end of the spectrum, and they're people who are, who are prepared to ride further, ride harder, and do the whole shower thing. And the people who've been put off cycling because of all those uh, little roadblocks, this is who the e-bikes idea and the salary packaging is really targeting. So it's a, it's getting the new riders into onto the bike paths. It's, it's exactly that. It's really people that are that are thinking about okay, maybe there is an alternative. I may not be aware of it yet. I may not know how it will work for me, but I am open to alternatives to my daily commute and right. i want to want to see what what can be changed and that's really where we're where we're looking at and and indeed you know the thing that you don't have to um you don't have to dress up you don't have to shower um that's a really big thing for a lot of people that it just yeah. makes it so much easier it's a it's a transport tool not an exercise yeah. Yeah. tool you, it just lets you get from a to b welcome to the battle this has been going on <laughs> for 30 here 40 years and Ch- Ch- paul and charlie farron are two per- perfect people who actually started talking about this that actually it's not a sport it's no. you know it is, it's a transport method that's yeah. all it yeah. is yeah. you know I haven't, I haven't been part of that for, for 30 years. I've, no. only, I've only moved to Melbourne six and a half years ago, but yeah. Um. But, I, but I'm sure you can identify the lines that are drawn on it yeah. easily. Is yeah. actually yeah. people don't feel comfortable about riding because I do have to dress up, mm. wear high-vis clothing and expose myself to dangerous driving. So even just to commute, it's sort of like a dangerous sport. So the idea of sitting there with my dress on and everything and relaxing and going at five kilometres an hour is abhorrent to a lot of cyclists. Yeah, to, maybe to okay, so maybe to maybe to cyclist, but I think the word cyclist yeah. is one that I wouldn't necessarily oh, no. use. Yeah. A cyclist, a cyclist Sorry. to me, bicyclist. Is, yeah, well, yeah. a bike rider, right? A, yeah. a, 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 people that ride bikes, a person that rides a bike. No. Um, it's funny because in 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 Dutch, and you you'll know that. Um, no. Faith is that um, 
there's two word, two separate words. So we use the yep. word for a person that rides a bike, and we use a different word for a sports cyclist. cyclist. Yeah. yeah. And that the fact that there's no distinction for that in English yeah. is something that's that's often hurting us. I, I should backtrack a bit here because the most important way to get people then on a different form of transport is to either have their neighbours or the other parents from school doing it. Mm. They're the biggest lead-ins to it. And you know what? I guess with the the salary packaging, this is where you are bringing in quite potentially quite a powerful ally in the sense that you you may have corporate backing and an entire company who starts telling people, well, this would be, which is something we've been missing. I mean, in, traditionally the, the corporate cycling's really taken off, but it's very much been on the sporting end of the spectrum and let's go for a bunch ride and, you know, gnash out some deals over coffee. <laughs> but getting the HR department in mm. is uh, potentially quite a powerful yeah, and, and and more and more employers are starting to see that you know they want to um, look after their employees and, yeah. and exactly look after the well being and also c- cities are getting more and more um, congested and so it's also about predictability of travel times right? it's right. about reducing the stress level yeah. of you know you got an early morning meeting how early do you need to leave in order to be able to make that on time if you ride a bike um, you know perfectly well how long it's going to take you yeah. um, and those sort of little things. That's only when you actually start riding that you get to notice that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's you – know, it's very hard to convey that to people until no. they experience it. And yeah. that experience to us is key. And how hard is it to promote it to upper management that actually getting more people in your mm. workforce on a bike and riding that half hour, 40 minutes to work and then home again in the afternoon actually makes them much more productive, much more creative, Less much more days. open yeah. to yeah. interesting outside yeah. worlds. What's yeah. not to like? Yeah, and that's what we find like time and time again. The people that get a bike from us are like, oh, this is just a whole new world. It's so yeah. amazing. So are uh, you finding um, corporations that as a company are getting behind the idea and selling it internally? They, they are. It's, it's, uh, it's been a slow-burning <laughs> process. So we launched a little over a year ago. Um, and so we're definitely seeing right now the last few months that um, we get a few more um, sort of bigger organizations that have signed up and are really sort of starting to push it internally. Um, but because it's such a new offering and, and many times you're talking to people in HR that may not be bike riders themselves, mm-hmm. they may not have that experience, they may not immediately see the potential and see the potential benefit, um, it's, it's just a, long, it's a longer conversation. Um, but we're definitely getting there and it's definitely getting some good, good traction yep. there that we see that you know, people are starting to realize that, yes, it might actually work and, yes, this will work for a lot of our people um, and it's going to help us. It's going to help us get our people more happy to work yeah. but also it's going to help us in managing parking stress and how do we traffic congestion traffic congestion I mean, we want to be a good sort of corporate citizen yeah um, we and want to help with that all those um business people down st kilda road who have to get up to the city for meetings and it's on a bike such a short trip but on a tram or in a taxi takes forever yeah um and it's something that the bike share scheme hasn't really been able to do because it's got so many limited spots but also that issue of if it's 35 degrees and you're in your suit you don't want to arrive drenched in sweat no and that's that's what the e-bike really, really yeah. does a lot it just makes it so much easier and that that takes away a lot of those concerns but it's about getting people to actually experience that in order to yeah. Yeah. take those concerns away you can talk I'll, until you blue in i'll never forget a former mayor of yarra jackie fristaki who introduced the whole electric bikes into Yarra Council and meeting her once she was riding somewhere 
And who was exactly... I'm going to a meeting in, um, you know, Maribyrnong City Council. She arrives there on the e-bike, you know, yeah. dressed as she would normally and go back. And this is 2004. Mm. So it keeps going on and on. Two questions. The... Um, oh, yeah. Um, how, how hard... Did it, I mean, if you were selling a corporation or a HR department on selling people small three-cylinder cars, I'm sure you probably wouldn't have much of a problem. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. They, they, Actually, they, nobody <laughs> wants to buy a car anymore. Well, well they get sold a lot. Still. And, and yeah. isn't it, you know, in within a corporation, depending on your management, I mean, I think yeah. certain levels of management, they don't want a three-small no, no, shit, no. <laughs> they want the big. Uh, there's the status thing. There's okay. certainly a status thing, and that's also with the e-bikes. But I think that what helps there is that over the last sort of few years, there's been a lot of development, both in technology as well as in design. Yeah. yeah. And so there's really nice looking models out there that yeah. are actually a statement now. Yeah. You, you arrive by e-bike, it's like, okay, this is a really cool bike, and I want to sort of park it at the front door because yeah. I want everyone to see it. Um, and that's been a change in the last few years as well. Yeah. So that's really great to see because it does open up um, that potential. People that are very status conscious in, in, in the transport yeah. habits. And, and so um, and wrongly or rightly, there there is that um, image of the inner city guy in the smooth slick suit with his briefcase on a bike that, you know, is sort of selling that idea of, you know, you can urban living and... Um, that could be something that's a tool mm. that can be used to aspirational bike riding. <laughs> <laughs> transport, transport, transport. <laughs> and actually the electric bikes are good at mirroring actually the engineering changes. Even in the last 15 years, battery technology's changed immensely yeah. since 12 years ago. Uh, the change from wheel drive to bottom bracket drive has been another huge yeah. improvement. On and you've got all the cool German brands yeah. like Bosch and, you know, so if, it, if, yeah, yeah. You, know, if you want to talk about your Audi or your Bosch, yeah, you know. The, 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 there's lots of gimmicks to that, <laughs> lots of gadgets. There's a good good gadgety feel yeah, yeah. to yeah. a lot of those and models. Mother Merkel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The other question, of course, is then we move on to these sort of things, is actually how do I then guarantee that when I plug it in, the electricity is coming from a ethical source? Um, that's a good question. I will admit that we don't really um, concern ourselves too much with that at this stage. Um, but if you like if we sign up a, a, an employer and they offer facilities for people to charge the bikes at work and they may have yep. um, a contract for uh, sustainable energy uh, provision and then that sort of feeds into itself. So, uh, yeah. And places like the Commons and a few other places all had common charging spots. Mm. Yeah. 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 So it's getting built into the architecture yeah. of place. And yeah. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but it's part of one of when you sure. build something new, this is what's going in. Yeah. Of uh, course. and But at the same time, right, it's like you've got to compare it to what is the starting point. And it's great to have that and it's definitely great yeah. to get that, you know, um, sustainable energy into your battery. Um but if we're starting from someone that's riding a, driving replacing a car, car. Yeah. and then replacing that with an e-bike, that's already a huge, Gap. A yeah. huge improvement. In, um, and, and you provide a whole package for people. So it doesn't have to be someone who already feels confident about riding. You help people make that step. How, 
what sort of things can you provide? Yeah, so that's really the main, that's a core part of our philosophy. Is So when I got here, I got my um, uh, bike skills trainer certification and sort of recognizing that um, a lot of the, the initial hurdles are around um, sort of route finding and around confidence in, in actual riding and technical riding skills as well as how do you behave in traffic. Um, and so all of those things, it's like, okay, we got to, if we really want to get people over that over that line and get them to try it, we need to get them. We need to help them with that. And so that's yeah. basically some of the things that we do. So we help them plan a route um, from home to work. Um, we can help them with um, bike skills training, bike skills refreshers. Um, all of those things is that's an essential part of, of of our philosophy of how we think that we can we can get more people more people out there. And if someone's listening and they're thinking, oh, I need to uh, get my HR department onto this, where would they go to find some more information about the sort of things you're offering? So we're, um, we're on the web. That's e-australian.com.au. Um, also Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, all of the, the social uh, channels. Yep. Um, I guess I haven't done this in a long time, but if you Google my first name, that's T-H-I-J-S. <laughs> In <laughs> Melbourne, um, you'll probably find us too. So uh, okay. it's very, uh, it's and we'll very put a link up with the podcast. That's, that's much appreciated. <laughs> oh, and, and we'll actually have. Um, so if you're around, if you're in the in the area, um, come down on Saturday. We're doing an event together with Cargo Cycles, which is one of the bike shops that we yeah, work yeah, with yeah, yeah. up here in Lygon Street in Lygon Street in Brunswick East. So oh, cool. Saturday afternoon, this Saturday, yep. 2nd of December, between 2 to 5, um, we'll be there and you can try out some of their cargo bikes that we offer as, as part of the salary packaging yeah. range. Um, so bring along the kids. We've got yep. some activities there. Um, so, yeah. And that has been one of the biggest success, cargo bikes. Yeah, yeah. especially uh, in the north I think in the inner suburbs, they really uh, they do replace that second yep. car thing. Absolutely. How did Northcote vote again? Just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all we have time for today. You've been listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show on 3CR. Thank you very much to Thijs van der Heide for coming into the studio. Um, and just a reminder that 3CR relies on its volunteers like Val and myself to keep the station on air. So if you'd like to make a donation or subscribe to the station, you can do that at 3cr.org.au or by calling 94198377. Coming up next is... Jailbreak. Where we been And we know what we're knowing But we can't say what we've seen You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.